0: Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Beyond the To-Do List, the show where we talk to the people behind the productivity. I'm your host, Eric Fisher, and this week I'm going to be behind your productivity because I'm going to do a solo episode all about the things that I have learned that will help you to do a particular thing well when it comes to productivity, and that thing is traveling. Traveling can be a pretty daunting task because it shakes us up. It gets us out of our comfort zone. For some of us, that's pretty hard. For others of us, it's an adventure. Some of us, it's a mixture of both. I kind of fit in that last category. I love to travel. I also don't like getting shaken up out of my routines as often as traveling does force me to do. But in talking with others, as well as personal experience, when it comes to traveling and traveling productively, I'd like to think that I've learned some tips and some tricks and some things that you need to think about before you plan your next trip, especially if you want to stay productive before, during, and after that trip. And in those three words lies the key to traveling productively, before, during, and after And a lot of pressure is put on that before. Because during the before is when you plan for the during and the after. And you also plan for the before during the before part as well, as redundant as that may seem. So let's get right down to it. First and foremost, when deciding to travel and that you want to travel productively, the purpose of the trip needs to be forefront in your mind as you plan for your before, during, and after of this trip. Things you need to consider are... What is the purpose of the trip? Is it purely a time off? Is it a break? Is it a vacation? If so, you know what? You don't have to stress out at all about the rest of what I'm going to talk about because the majority of what you would have to worry about when it comes to keeping plates spinning or dropping balls or having things fall through the cracks aren't going to apply to you. Lucky you. But let's face it, that's not as often an occurrence as we'd like it to be. Are you traveling to meet with clients or are you attending a conference? Often when I travel, it's because I'm either traveling for a holiday with my family to see other family or it's because I'm attending a conference. I think a lot of you are going to find that this is where you fall into the category of which type of trip it is that you're taking. and I think the major difference here between whether it's a work trip, whether it's a semi-work trip, or it's a non-work trip completely through and through, is mentally preparing and even physically preparing if you're trying to fit into that swimsuit. But it has to do with the perspective specifically that you're going into the trip with. Let's face it, it's a whole lot easier to go into a semi-work trip when you know you're going to have some some downtime in the midst of the obligations that you have, or if it's a complete non-work trip, because then you're easing into it and then easing back out of the trip. And that's fine. When it's a work trip, though, often the expectation is that you are still doing work the entire time you're driving to the airport by making phone calls or answering texts while you're waiting to board the plane, that you've purchased the Wi-Fi and you are catching up on emails in the air, making that meeting, making that sale, and then reverse repeat what I just said. Whatever category you find yourself in, in terms of which type of trip it is you're going to be taking, I think you're still going to find these tips, these tricks, these things that you may not have thought of as you move forward through the planning of your trip before, during, and after to be helpful. So let's get started on the before. Before you leave, you've obviously got a lot of things to do. You've got to look at what deadlines you need to meet before you leave. You have to check on what agreements you've made for the time right before and during and after the trip. You can't just up and go and leave people hanging. You've got to take stock in which deadlines are due before you take off, which deadlines can you maybe push back, reassess what work is of highest priority before you go, And depending upon how far in advance you are aware of the trip and can plan this out, this can actually be really beneficial to take stock of beforehand. For example, I know right now that I'm going to Social Media Marketing World at the end of February in 2018, and I'm recording this in August of 2017. I have months to plan things out, which is great. And specifically with the things that I have to make sure are checked off prior to taking off, for that trip, I'm going to pace myself. I am going to look at what agreements I have, as well as what obligations I have while I'm there and what need what I need to have taken care of before I go, what I have to have taken care of before I go for while I'm there. And look ahead even to what it is that I will need to have done so that when I get back, things aren't crazy. I like to think of it as a pre-flight checklist. And the calendar is the map. To be honest, to be looking ahead at what's on the map after you return, as well as what's on the map in the weeks ahead of when you go, allows you to create a plan that can be much more smoothly executed. One other key here is if you do know far enough in advance of a trip, you can then go in and block time on your calendar for specifically prepping to go. Doing this plays a dual role on your calendar. Number one, it prevents new meetings from being scheduled and planned on your time right before that trip. It blocks you off. It creates a buffer. Not only that, it's also you creating a meeting with you or others if needed in order to plan and prep and execute on last minute things that may not have been aware to you because you were further out from the trip. Other things that you need to do before going, you need to research where you're going. You need to know who's going to be there so that you can make plans with them to meet up with them. If it's a conference, this comes in handy, especially. I always make a hit list inside of Evernote where I have the check marks and I have a list of, you know, I don't know how many people, depends on what conference it is, but I will make a hit list and I will say, I want to spend quality time with these people while I'm here at this event. And it makes me aware while I'm there to intentionally either beforehand reach out through email and social channels to make sure that we've either made plans or we tentatively have said, Yeah, let's make plans when we both get there. This solves the problem of, Oh man, I've been here this whole, you know, two, three, four days or this week and I haven't seen you problem. This problem bit me too many times for me to let it go. So the last two to three times now for big trips, I have made this hit list checklist, this hit list of people I want to hang out with. I like hanging out with lots of people, don't get me wrong, but these are those people where I'm like, hey, we're internet friends, we don't see each other face-to-face that often, let's make sure we get some sit-down time. You also need to think about where is it that you want to visit. If you're somewhere that has some things that are worth seeing, don't go overboard. You will have too high of an expectation and then have a letdown that you didn't get to see everything you wanted to. But pick a few things And then try to make that fit. And the other obvious thing is the methods of travel that you're going to be taking on this trip, whether that's the plane, that's driving, whether that's a train, which honestly is becoming more and more appealing to me. I don't love being cramped in an airplane. I love a road trip, but sometimes I get sore and you're sitting the entire time and you can't get up as often because, duh, you're sitting and you're driving and you feel like you're not making time. But a train... You can sit, you can watch the stuff go by, you've got Wi Fi you can do some work on things with, and you can, depending upon the train car, get up, walk around, sit down, have food, and enjoy yourself on this moving restaurant, so to speak, and maybe even have a bed to lay down in and take a nap. I just really like (laughs) trains. I haven't done as much as I'd like to, but I'm going to in the near future for sure. But again, going back to that perspective issue of what is the purpose of the trip and keeping that in the forefront of your mind as you're planning when it comes to the obligations and the expectations and the priorities that you have to place on this trip. Once you've got a handle on what the trip is for, when the trip is, and how you're getting there and who you're spending time with and what you're going to be doing, you are going to have to organize all that information that it's easily accessible. As I alluded to earlier, the calendar is my map. This is an easy-to-use tool, especially when it's digital and can sync from my laptop and my phone and everywhere and even have things pull in automatically out of emails, whether it's from a digital assistant or Travelocity, and you're using that app. I'm not going to do such a deep dive into that, but what I want to say is, again, your calendar is your map. You can drop in where and when you need to be, whether that's when the flight leaves, when you need to leave for the flight, certain sessions that you want to attend if you're at a conference, lunch or dinner plans with people. And the great thing about a calendar is the fact that it's got the ability to hold more than just a time and a date information. It can hold location data. It can hold phone numbers, flight info, info about shuttles, your hotel. And the majority of these things, like if it was a phone number of the hotel, for example, or, or if it was the phone number for the hotel, those are easily then clickable to make a quick call if you need to make sudden changes. The other cool thing is to be able to include map information so that you can tap that and have it pre-populate your map app of choice on whatever smartphone or device you are using. Now, I'm mentioning smartphones, but I do think we are almost incredibly too reliant on them when it comes to information while we're on the go. So I always like to print out either the emails and put them inside a little folder in my carry-on bag so that I've got quick, easy, tangible access to them, especially if your phone is running down from a charge, or to prevent it from having to be charged as much, for that matter. Call me nerdy, but that is just one of those things where when I go up to get my boarding passes, I get the printout copy because I like having that in my hand. The last thing I want is my phone to suddenly not work by accident and not have a barcode on to be able to scan and have issues. Another factor for the before portion of your trip involves organization, but it also involves choice making. And this all comes down to packing. Again, knowing what type of trip it is going to be will dictate a lot of this, whether it comes to your outfits or how much baggage, if any, you're going to check, what type of tech gadgets you're going to bring, if you need noise-canceling headphones, if you need to get Wi-Fi or not get Wi-Fi. I'll deal with that in a little bit during the during section of the trip. But it really comes down to packing. Still searching for a great candidate for your company? Don't search. checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash beyond. Again, go to shopify.com slash beyond now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash beyond. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. So let's get to the during part of the trip. I want to call attention to something specific that I don't think people spend enough time focusing on when it comes to maintaining the productivity that they already have prior to a trip. Traveling can throw a wrench into your routines, and depending upon the routines, the trip, and the expectations for the trip, you can work around this. So you've got a few options. Number one, you can throw out those routines entirely. It's not a sign of a lack of discipline if For a certain duration of time while you are out of the norm, you just say, no, you know what? I'm not going to work out on this trip. Or I know I'm going to be out late and or up early, so I'm going to allow myself to sleep in or vice versa, stay out late. Your second option is to just keep up the whole routine. You bring all your stuff, you bring your workout clothes, you maintain your alarms, all those kinds of things. You keep going with it. Or there's a third route. You can give yourself a pass to a certain extent, and you can pick and choose which routines or which components of a routine are the ones that you want to maintain during the trip. And again, this goes back to the expectations and the perspective of what is the trip for? If you're traveling, there's a reason. Depending upon that reason, recalibrate your expectations of your routines. If you're being consistent with your physical activity or your writing or your reading or whatever your routine is comprised of ahead of time, if you get nothing done during a trip, you can let yourself off the hook and have a plan to enter back into it once you return. That's number one. You can forget your routines entirely. I give you permission to not feel guilty on that. On the flip side, however, keeping up with the whole routine might be something that you can do if you're just that good at it. If you can eat well and go exercise and do all the other components of your morning and evening routines while you're in an entirely new environment, by all means, more power to you. Go for it. For me, I go with number three. I pick and choose what I am going to allow myself to let slide, and which things I am going to stick with. So a specific example of this would be, there was one year when I went to Social Media Marketing World, and I took my running shoes, and I took shorts and shirts and everything to work out every single morning, and I did it once. And then the next morning, I didn't do it again the rest of the trip. And there was a good reason that I was not fully aware of, which was I was at a conference and I was going to be walking my butt off. And so I got so tired and worn out because I was already getting in my steps for the day from my walking around the conference floor and to and from the hotel so often that I did not need to work out during that time. And in fact, when I wasn't on the clock or relaxing with friends, I wanted to crash and recharge. So I really want you to think about this when it comes to your trip and what is realistic and what is doable and then decide from there. Now, that said, when it came time to foregoing specific exercise time because I was going to have that built into the trip, that was an okay decision for me to switch that out. One other factor that I was aware of was that I was going to be able to eat some amazing food on this trip. And so I wasn't eating crap for every single meal. I tried to eat as healthy as I could. In fact, I was bringing some beef jerky in my carry-on. I would have a water with me. I was trying to drink more water than ever, actually, to continually stay hydrated and keep my energy up for the trip. Something that, again, I don't think we fully understand keeping an eye on when we are traveling and trying to stay productive. Another factor that comes into play is the travel time itself. Many people tell me. They get so much done on a plane. And if you remember, I recently talked to John Acuff, and he said, depending upon if it's coming or going, he can either be incredibly productive or do nothing at all. And I'm in very much that same boat. I bring things that I could work on, but I also fill up my laptop bag with magazines to take a look at casually, podcasts to listen to, movies to watch. And I find that you just never know who you're going to be sitting next to or around or with when it comes to a flight or how cramped you'll feel. And to put an added expectation of, oh, I have this thing that I have to do during this time is crazy making. I'd rather land with a less stressed out state of mind coming or going from a trip than have accomplished something on that flight. Resting can be productive. Jet lag may be an issue for you, and I know it is for me, and that's why I choose to opt out of doing work during those times. So, I typically, in the past, have gotten Wi-Fi, but moving forward, I probably will not mess with it. Because all it really does is keep me fully connected and checking in on things, and I just don't need that. I'd rather sit and relax and watch a movie, or two, (laughs) or more, and enjoy the trip. That said, you may need to be, again, one of those people where if this is a work trip, you still need to work on things and keep things going and move things forward while you are literally moving forward in the air or in a car or whatever. And so opt for that. But make sure you've got your noise-canceling headphones so you can focus and block people out. One other device that, when it comes to Wi-Fi, is incredibly useful for me is the Hutu Wi-Fi adapter What this thing is, is is it is in itself also a phone charger, but it is also a little mini portable router. I got the idea for this from David Sparks on the Mac Power Users podcast, and I grabbed it from Amazon, and it's been incredibly useful. What this Hutu device is, is it looks kind of like a power brick for a laptop. You plug it into the wall, and then you plug in an Ethernet cord from the Ethernet hole in your hotel room, or in a conference room for that matter, and connect it to the Hutu. And then the Hutu will already have your ideal Wi-Fi name and network and everything created, and it will then broadcast your own Wi-Fi signal for you alone that you can get on, which is pretty cool. You don't have to mess with, for the most part, connecting to hotel Wi-Fi. And you can take advantage of their wired speeds coming through on your Wi-Fi devices. I'll put the link for that in the show notes of this episode so you can check it out. So now we're at the after portion of the trip. Let's say you've had an incredibly successful trip. You've done or not done as much work as you've wanted or needed to. You are now returning back to normal and again, you've got to account for jet lag. You've got to give yourself time to acclimate to normal again. And hopefully, as I mentioned earlier, you set things up in a way to hand the baton off to yourself coming back. Only you know how you are after traveling with jet lag, physically and mentally. And there's a couple different options here when it comes to this and how to plan for the return, the re-entry. Maybe the best way for you is to include buffer time in between getting back and having any responsibilities at all. This is appealing. I like this option a lot. Number two, maybe the best way for you is to work ahead as much as possible and batch processing so that when you return, you don't have to pick right back up where you left off, but you can enter back into work and take a look at where things are and start to forecast and plan and execute and warm yourself back into normal life again. Included in that is maybe delegating some tasks to someone if this is an option for you. Also, consider cutting yourself some slack and just easing back in, assessing, planning some time after you've been back for a few days for a brief amount of time on the weekend after you're back to finish catching up in a way that's best for you. So in other words, this is a complete re-entry. You're just back. You start doing stuff. And then you say, okay, in order to catch back up or get even and manage moving forward, I'll take a little extra time. I'll take maybe a, you know, a coffee shop trip this Saturday morning or something. And I'll take four hours. And after that moment, I will be fully acclimated, fully caught up. Again, having whichever way works best for you planned out ahead of time again is the ideal. And again, it's not always possible, but it's ideal. Oftentimes you do not have enough time because the trip is sudden, especially when it comes to work and you just got to go get there, get done and get back. In those instances, that's where you basically have to fly by the seat of your pants and just be flexible and hopefully get through it in a matter of a day or two or however long it is, hopefully not very long. And you just suck it up, and then you get back, and you decompress once you're back. I totally understand. There's no one way we all travel, but I do know that planning as far in advance as you can for the before portion, the during portion, and the after portion of the trip, and making that pre-flight checklist, having your itinerary of tasks and expectations during the trip, as well as the acclimation plan for when you are done with the trip, is going to give you a huge advantage for gaining, maintaining, and keeping your productivity level high as you go through traveling productively. If you have ideas or tips or tricks, I'd love to hear from you when it comes to traveling productively. You can leave those in the comments in the show notes for this episode. I want to say thank you again to Away for supporting this episode of Beyond the To-Do List. Again, you've got to check out the Away bags. They are incredibly built for durability, mobility, and technology. You've got to go check it out. Go to awaytravel.com btd and use the promo code BTD. get $20 off, go grab one for the 100-day trial. You will be convinced, and it will be a lifesaver for you this holiday season. Thanks again for listening to this episode of Beyond the To-Do List. I hope you've enjoyed it. If you know of somebody who needs to prep for a trip productively, let them know about this episode, and I will see you next episode.